You are listening to The Wheel Nerds with Chuck and Todd. Hi, welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 73. I'm Chuck, and once again, I'm here in the studio by myself. Well, not by myself. I have a special guest. Like I said, this show was delayed so I could make sure I get this guest. And like a lot of you guests online, it's Charlie Borman. Charlie's going to be joining us, and to make everyone feel a lot more comfortable, he's going to be doing his best Todd impersonation. So, how you doing, Charlie? I am doing good. I am an American. That's flawless. Wow. I am. I'm, I could tell you're a classically trained actor. I like cheeseburgers. Wow, that's... And I am going to watch the football bowl soup, Super Bowl. Right, the Super Bowl. Who, who are you favoring there? The Ravens from Baltimore. Right. That's that's great. Yes. Hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. <laughs> yeah, we have Todd back. Todd, I'm back. You, you don't look rested. I'm not rested. <laughs> Did you notice that I have this little, like, ding under my eye here? That's oh. a baby injury. <laughs> so it turns out they tell you, babies, they're like, oh, well, babies can't really support the weight of their own head when they're little, you know, before they're like two, three months. Sure. It turns out what it is is they can't support their weight of the, their own head for long, which results in babies headbutting dad. <laughs> So I pick her up, my little beauty, and I'm like, oh, you're so nice. And she goes, boom. <laughs> so, yeah, age uh, age one and a half weeks, my daughter gave me a black eye. That's pretty sweet. Well, well, welcome to the fraternity. Yeah. To celebrate, I've got uh, adventure shots. Adventure shots. There. <laughs> adventure these shots. Are, why are they that funny color? Um, these are. I picked up these in um, Nevada. Yes, clearly not Utah. These are whipped orange shots. They're... They look, they're plastic shot glasses divided. Kind of split into two? Yeah, split into two compartments. <laughs> vodka and orange. Yeah, okay. yeah vodka and, and orange, orange cream liquor. It looks like a melted orange creamsicle. Yeah, that, I think that's what it's supposed to be like, you know? Okay, all so right. So, th- you know, they're, they're sealed foil tops and perfect for adventure. So you're saying roughly these are the sort of thing that, like, you'd see at, like, a cheesy fraternity party? Or in our, our tail bags, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. case maybe. Yeah. That counts probably. Let us let Let's us have a look. By. Okay, they've got little like foil seals ah, on the I top. Splash myself in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch out for that. I'm blind. Yeah. Okay. So that I see is only orange. I guess we. Ooh, oh, I shouldn't have smelled it. Oh, wow, that's not high quality vodka. <laughs> oh. I think we have to drink from down the middle to get both I, at once. I can only assume because right? if you if you drink off the top, you'd have it like ski jump over your nose right, and splash right. down your face. That would be funny to watch. I oh. shouldn't have said anything. Kampai. Here we go. Ah, ah, God! How can you do that? <clears throat> it's yeah, um, that's not bad. I disagree. <laughs> ah, it's like kind of like 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 melted creamsicle mixed with acetone. Oh, it's not. It's not bad. I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay, I uh, it's. Is, did your stomach just do that? Yeah. Um. Oh. I haven't been eating very well because <laughs> I have to eat fast <laughs> whenever the opportunity presents itself. When, when Todd got here, the first thing he did was lie down on my, my hardwood floor and popping noises started coming off his back. <laughs> I, I, my back hurts from carrying the kid. 
<laughs> she started at seven pounds, and she's a lot more than that now. It's that in a month she's outgrown her newborn stuff. Wow! And has headbutted me in the face, and on and on and on. So she breastfeeding. She's breastfeeding. Everything's and happy. She's doing it a lot. How apparently. much? Uh, how much sleep does she get in a day? <sighs> we get. We get. Runs of three hours, sometimes even four at the night time, okay. uh, which is nice. We got one six hour the other night, which of course that translates to wake up at three hours and go, oh my God, is she breathing? <laughs> no, she's okay. All right. Yeah. I tell you what, kids are not for wimps. No. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. We had Sophie like in a bassinet next to. You know, we started that yeah. way, but it turns out the kids, um, she's, it turns out uh, she's definitely my kid. She sleeps like I do. She kind of she. They talk about putting them on their back to avoid sids. Okay. You put her on her back and she promptly rolls to one side. It's the same thing I do. And then as she's sleeping, she makes grunting noises. <laughs> yeah, that's yours. <laughs> and wiggles and moves, and you're like, okay, so, you know, you're, you're trying to like nap on the couch with her on your stomach, and it is impossible. It cannot be done. <laughs> Obviously, my child. All right. Uh, you know, it's it's good to have you back. Um, it's nice to be back. There's no dirty diapers anywhere in this studio. I could fix that. Uh, Give me a second. We, we just had these vodka drinks. Hold on. Uh, uh, this week's is actually is going to be a, sh- a short show. Mm-hmm. I promised the other last week's would be, but it wasn't. We had to listen to Chuck for all that time. There was oh. a lot of people who wanted to talk. The Chuck and Andrew show. Yeah, that was cool. With with unexpected guest host Andrew Payne. He uh, he bailed me out. I was, he rolled right in. I was very happy because Sophie lost interest very quickly. Go figure. <laughs> on, on, in fairness, her uh, her attention span was longer than the last episode she was in. Yeah, yeah. She was a lot more interested in what was going on. Good 12 minutes as opposed mm-hmm. to four. This week, I figure let's, let's just dive into a bunch of mail that's been stacking up. Oh, boy. Um, our first one is an audio clip we got from Franca. Ooh, cool. Hey, here's Franca. Last week, the pace threw out the question whether there are any scientific studies about motorcycle gear safety. So I went and looked if I find something in the medical literature. And as it happens, while browsing, I got sidetracked. And since I didn't find anything on material safety, and because all my loyalty is with you guys, there you are. One of the freakiest case reports I have ever read. Okay, what happens if a man rides his motorcycle and then hits, say, a tree? Right, the motorcycle is trash, and most probably he will squeeze his crown jewels much harder than they are intended to be squeezed. And that results in a freak condition that apparently is called a fuel tank injury by the medical community. This happened to a 32-year-old man who got admitted to a hospital after a motorcycle accident. He had some damage to his pelvis, and both his testicles were missing. The search didn't take long, though, because they had actually fallen out. Yep, plain simple, the wall had given, and there they were. The doctors subsequently put them back where they belong, and the whole story ended without permanent damage. So what do we learn from this? Beware of trees, or let the ladies do the fast driving. Oh, and by the way, in hockey... The first testicle guard was used in 1874, and the first helmet was used in 1974. That means it only took a hundred years for men to realize that their brain is also important. I just kind of, I don't know whether to scream or laugh or curl up in a ball and shiver. I know this guy this happened to. What? No, you don't. Not, not from a motorcycle accident. It was from a surfing accident. 
Oh my god! And it, his testicle was hanging out of this, this sack. <laughs> I just, oh god! I, I, yeah, yeah, easy for you to say. You're done with yours for now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty gnarly. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the helmet, the helmet thing at the end was pretty funny. That though. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, people were like, "I'm going to hit you in the head or the junk." Uh, you know what? Just, just like right here, kind of over above my right eye. Yeah, fine. yeah. You, know, you get hit in the head, you go fuzzy. You don't feel what happens. It's not really, really that bad. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. no, you get hit in the junk. You get, you get that stomach ache and everything for hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sticks around. It's bad. It, you know. Let's see. She didn't send us any chocolate this year, but that's 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 okay. okay. We, we and uh, last last of all, take that the pace. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so one of our listeners, uh, Jeff Cat, Jeff Katzer. Yes, the mo- one of the motor tour guys. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's one of them. So he uh, he actually found out about the backcountry discovery route from us and went over there, went and saw it, and wrote a little uh, report on it. Yep, put up on, on his, his blog. blog. We'll put a link up. It was kind of cool. He kept mentioning us to. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I am, I'm sure the tour tech guys are just sick of hearing about us in the past yeah. month or they're so. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> I heard about you on Wheel Nerds, and they're like, Speaking of tour tech, mm-hmm. we got this uh, this email calling us out about what we've said on KLR Riders. What? It's from uh, Steve. He, he must r- have been at the library. <laughs> he writes, how dare you two call KLR 650 Riders cheap? I'd call you and tell you what I really thought of you if my pay-as-you-go track phone wasn't almost out of minutes. <laughs> if I lived nearer to you, I'd pelt your houses with PBR cans. Empty, of course. Wait, no, those those can be sold to a recycler. This is the Curatech Kellar rider. The one that can afford a track phone? Yes. It's not his brother's track phone. It's not his ex-girlfriend's track phone mm-hmm. that she yep. left. Yep. It's yep. his. He's not like borrowing a phone at a store. He's not at like the last operating payphone left in the world. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yes, it's his track phone. This mm-hmm. is the guy who's going to get aluminum cans on his KLR. They're like, yes, yes, we can totally sell him the skid plate. Call the, him. The Zegas. Mm-hmm. He's going to have the Zegas. He's going to have all the armor. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Turtec windshield, windshield. Naturally. You can't ride a KLR without a windshield windshield. Damn right. Unless you break the windshield off like Ryan did. I bet he has a whole $500 credit limit on his American Express. Well, some of it's been used. He had to get the track fund somehow. (laughs) Oh, man. Eric wrote to us, nerds, I meant to ask Chuck about this on the last call-in night. We got a little sidetracked. Have you ever heard where you can buy good kids gear? I've got three kids. 11-year-old son and two daughters, eight and six. Oh, man. Everybody wants to ride, but I don't have anything except a helmet for them. I know you talk to Gear Chick quite a bit, so no problem finding gear for the missus, but I can't find anything for the kids. Help. Do we know a Gear Kid? We don't know a Gear Kid. You know, I noticed actually when we were at uh, Cycle Gear, they had kids gear. They did have a selection of kids gear at Cycle Gear. A lot of the kids gear seems to be MX gear because, I mean, primarily that's what, you know, little kids can do. They can get on dirt bikes. Yeah. I don't know how good a lot of it would be for the street. I mean, if it's got proper armor, it might be. And the helmet's a helmet if it's a DOT. Huh. You know, this is actually an argument I get in with my wife. Because, hmm. you know, I've been talking about buying the sidecar. Sure, yeah. But she doesn't think Sophie's old enough to ride in the sidecar either. Hmm. She's actually, like, gone out to ask, you know, well, can we strap her kid seat into the sidecar? Yeah, you don't want to strap them in, though. 
Yeah, because you it was you, right, that was saying, you know, yeah. if you flip it. I was telling you, the whole, the whole purpose uh, on a motorcycle, if, if you strap someone into something, they need to be inside a cage that protects them. If you don't strap them in, you put them in armor so they bounce. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, they talk about with cars the uh, the safety thing of, oh, I was be thrown clear in the accident, which doesn't work in a car because you're not wearing any fucking armor. Right. You just hit the ground. <laughs> Well, I got to put a penny in the swear jar. Yep. I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> we have a new rule for 2013. Yes, the wheel nerd swear jar. Do you have a penny? I, no. You, well, oh, that's right. You just bought KLR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I can afford now that I have a kid. But uh, yeah, in a, in a car, getting thrown out of the car is bad because you just hit skin on pavement. If you're in a motorcycle, you've got armor on and you want to be thrown clear because there's a bike that's made of metal flying down the street. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I'd I'd rather see the kid in good armor and you know have yeah. to be able to shoot out. I mean, outside of a, I think didn't we see the street helmets for kids? There were street helmets for kids. There was but like some kind of leather jackets, but not I, like armor. I don't stuff. remember anything that really stood out. No, I think the only hope for armor is going to be like, I mean, I suppose you could put like the uh, the breathable armor like mesh vest things from uh, the MX stuff underneath the jacket. Yeah, and that would be all right. It's tricky. I don't. And a kid's going to be lighter. Yeah, so you don't need so as thick armor. But the MX stuff might just be okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really. I'm, I'm not sure how it is now. for abrasion. Tell you what, let us do a little research and we'll get back to you. We'll on find that. a gear kit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's mighty strange. It's a good uh, question though, and one that's suddenly very, very relevant to me. <laughs> relevant to your interests? Yes, it is. <laughs> good heavens. Uh, yeah, we'll find out. Um, yo, you know who we should ask? Who's that? Because Eric was on our last call-in show. There was the other guy that was on our call-in show with the 16-year-old riding the Ninja 650. <laughs> Wait, wasn't he riding the Ninja 650 because he crashed his car? Yeah, yeah. Totaled his car, needed a bike. This sounds like an awesome idea on every level. <laughs> I wish you had been around for him. I, I would have just been curled up in a ball on the floor, <laughs> shivering. As it was, I listened to the episode, and that's what I was doing. Was it because it was just me, or...? That was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get really sick That of happens to me. Uh, the Mysterious D, right? The Mysterious D. Just started listening to the show recently. Awesome podcast, by the way. Keep up the good work. Uh, he's riding to the wrong show. Yeah, keep going. I'm moving on to my second bike after a nice two and a half years on an Aprilia Mana. Great fun bike. And was pondering on a fun bike that would be comfy enough for longer freeway rides, but fun enough for curvy roads. I'm not really a sports bike speed demon, by the way. On a Mana, you're kidding. The Ulysses. Seems like a fun and more affordable than the comparables, if I can find one. Tips? Advice? Run! Run, run away as fast as you can from the Ulysses! It matters not what you ride, as long as it is a buell. It didn't matter who I was until I put on the mask. Okay. I feel like I should start talking in that kind of, like, gravelly Batman voice. You podcast like a younger man. Admirable, but mistaken. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's my new Buell voice. Ah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I did. Well, yes, it is more affordable. Um, Bugs, I want you to plug your ears right now. Anyone from um, Bad Weather Bikers, please. Earmuffs. Yeah. Don't do it. <sighs> I'm impressed. I'll go. Uh, let me first say, I'll go on record. The, my Ulysses has so far been the funnest bike I've had. Mm. I love that bike. Mm -hmm. Even my daughter loves that bike. She, mm -hmm. she talked about how much she liked it. Mm -hmm. I loved that bike in ways possibly not legal in this state. Mm. That said, 
If you buy Ulysses now, you are buying an orphan. One that, outside of some very dedicated independence, you can't get parts and service. For. Mm. If you're someplace where there's some, you know, a group of knowledgeable Buell people, then it'll be easier. Al at Al Sport Bike, he's great. Especially if you like Farkling. You're kind of boned. You get a lot of Farkle envy mm. looking at stuff. Oh, I want a new thing for my Strom. Oh, look, it's available here and 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 here. And this guy makes one. And over here and also over here. Look, I want a new thing for my Buell, Ulysses. Perhaps if I drill a few holes, it might fit. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a Strom part would fit. Yeah. I think it's just getting too old and too out of production to be sensible anymore. Well, it, it's, it's, it was so furiously abandoned by its mothership company. Mm. But that said, Buell is working on a new one. Mm. A, I've, I've heard from several channels now that the, an adventure bike is definitely in, in, in the works. Ooh, and me with a daughter. You know, a spiritual successor to the Ulysses. One not held back by the limitations of... Harley. Yeah, that. Less explodey. So, yeah, the old Ulysses, it's wicked fun, but at this point, honestly, it's kind of a curiosity. It, it's become a, a funny, boutique Unless you can get a screaming deal piece. on one. Yeah, you know, if you can get a screaming deal, maybe, but even yeah. then, it's like, just beware that, you and know... Don't, pers- don't let me touch it. That's also good advice. That's good advice for any bike, quite Shut honestly. Up. Shut up. <laughs> nice to be back. Nobody likes you. Alfred sent us an email in keeping with the Batman theme. Hey, guys, I've been listening to your podcast on the pace for some time, and I must say what a pisser your show is and really cracks me up. Take that, the pace. Sorry. <laughs> I never really took much notice of the Euro before you guys started bagging the poor old girl. We don't bag the Euro. We bag it affectionately. Yeah. The attached photos were taken while I was on a business trip in Tasmania. I spent a little time talking to the owner who bought the bike new in November last year. What caught my eye was when he was turning into the car park and whoops, he was flying the sidecar. I saved him the embarrassment by not asking him if it was intentional or not. It probably wasn't. He loves his Ural and guess what? After 3,500 kilometers, no breakdowns. From what I've heard from you guys, this must be a record for a Ural. No, I think the current record is seven. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought that you might be interested that even in Tasmania, there are Urals. I think he said there were seven in Tassie. Love your work. So is November in Tasmania our March? Uh, yes, I think so. And the water strolls the other way around? Yeah, yeah. And you don't get hangovers? No, you, you definitely get hangovers. Oh, damn it. You get a lot worse hangovers than you do in Utah, in fact. Because they have real beer. Excuse me, they have real beer. We have... Beer. Well... Beer. We, we, have, we have beer. Yes, and they have beer. <laughs> Biatch. <laughs> oh, wait. Does that count? Do I have to put a penny in? Yeah, put a penny in the jar. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I like, it's a nice looking. looks like it's a... I guess they, it's not a patrol. It'd be a tourist there because they don't have the two-wheel drive there because of the whole, like, backwardsness. Oh, God. I'm having so much trouble with sidecars right now. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that's cool. Thanks for sending that to us. Ugh. Speaking of trouble with sidecars, Dan sent you a, a sweet sidecar deal. This BMW R90? Oh, that's Jeremy's. Uh, what? Yeah, I've been, uh, this is a friend of Claire's, actually. I've been talking with this guy since he bought the bike, because oh. he was having trouble riding a sidecar, because, you know, as you noticed, it's a little more work. It's a little different. It's a bit different. <laughs> he actually just bought a Wii, too, which is funny, because he's shorter than Claire is. <laughs> Does he actually, is he buying them out of a catalog? I, I don't know, dude. Mm. I, I, you know, words, words fail me. 
That's interesting. Yep. So he's selling it. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I need to see it up close before I knew how good a deal it was. It I, looks beautiful in the pictures. Mm-hmm. Price is what's killing me on this whole sidecar deal. It's an expensive, expensive thing, even for motorcyclists. Yes, I talked on the last show about hacking the Thruxton. I've mm-hmm. gotten a better price estimate for that, mm-hmm. and it's a, costing about as much as it would if I bought the Amal. Wow. Which surprised me. It wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and keep in mind, though, when you are talking about hacking it, you're talking about hacking it with Claude. I mean, this is like the premier maker of sidecars, and he's right. custom building the sidecar from zero to exactly. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, he's been really great about listening to my weird, you know. Ideas. Yeah. Cockamamie ideas. Right. But I'm still like, man, that's. Sidecars are damn expensive. In fact, this is pretty much the reason I haven't hacked the Strom yet. Is because, you know, even if you get a car, a really good deal on a sidecar for, you know, say I found a sidecar for four grand. Mm-hmm. I still got to do steering modifications. I got to get a subframe yeah. and you know, all this shit. Yeah. So it, it – It hurts. Jar. It, it hurts. You know, looking at the San Diego BMW Ural dealer, mm-hmm. you know, even the ones they're selling on consignment. That There was that 2006 I showed you. Yeah, yeah. They wanted yeah. like 83 for it. Yeah, which just seems real steep. Uh, everything was steep. Yeah, yep. Well, I think I think your best bet is still a private sale. The trick is just going to be to outrun the other guys who run toward the private sales. Yeah, I've, I've missed a couple already. The Ural private sale market is hot right now. Yeah. Specifically because I think the prices are being driven up by the, the new bikes being yeah. so expensive. Yeah. And and they're, I think they're really catching on. You know, they've gotten a lot of press in the last year. Were you the one that was telling me that 14, they were going to add fuel injection? Yeah, that's the word. Uh, we've seen we've seen the uh, the spy photos of it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited photos. about that. <laughs> I, I'm really, I honestly, I'm really excited about that. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, God, our fuel injection is EFI is bad and you won't be able to fix it. Okay, seriously, when have you ever had to fix a fuel injection system? But it's a euro. Exactly. So the fuel injection system will be a really stupid, easy fuel injection system. In the, my ideal world, it's a dumb, dumb, dumb electronic fuel injection system with like screws on the top to adjust the mix. That would mm. be kick-ass. That would be fantastic. You listening? <laughs> <laughs> right now there's a Russian guy going, but they, what? Well, you know, I mean... It, Did you feel that burning, Ivan? <laughs> I, I have no problems with fuel injection. If they put disc brakes on all three wheels and fuel injected that thing, I would be extremely tempted by a new one. Well, you'd be ex- extremely sad to watch other people riding it as you don't have any money. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that. <laughs> Details. <laughs> Details. College funds. Boy. Diaper funds. <laughs> Diaper funds. Oh, my God. Diapers. I've never spent so much money on something someone's going to poop in. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's a nice one. I guess I'd, I'd need to see it, ride it, and things to decide whether it was worth the money. Mm. Hey, here's an interesting email. This comes from uh, Allison. Mm-hmm. Hi, I wanted to reach out to connect with you about a graphic I helped create, which takes a detailed look at what things we should all keep in mind when it comes to the flu. I came oh. across this post on your site, willnerds.com slash 2012 slash 01 slash 13 slash adventure flu. And given that you might have an interest, I thought it would be a great fit. I wanted to see if you'd be interested in taking a look at the piece. If so, let me know, and I'd love to pass it along. Um... Is this thing on? This is a motorcycle show. (laughs) Not a public health forum. I am a public health incident by myself. 
It's true. Please call the CDC. My suit is illegal in some states. <laughs> this one. One time I ate something I found. I don't know how old it was. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to go ahead and classify that one as spam. <laughs> no, she. She wrote. She clearly did the research. She wrote to us with mm. a, a name. It's very personal. She said hi. Yes, good that point. Could possibly be a, a spam bot. Yes, yes, and flu, and here's a graphic about the flu. Well, we don't want to catch adventure flu. I think the dealers all have it already. Look at all the bikes they're putting in. <laughs> have you been inoculated for adventure flu? There's no known inoculation for adventure. Uh. Thank you. That was great. Tastes like oranges. Oh. <laughs> I'm having a flashback. Thomas wrote in, Perhaps you should start a Billy the Squid competition, urging listeners to send in squidly pictures. Here's the picture that gave me the idea. It looks like someone stole his dad's Ducati and jumped on it while dad's golfing. Uh, I don't know. I think that, that I, there could be repercussions. What if we started this like movement to out-Billy each other? Wow. That would be pretty harsh. Yeah. Well, if, you know, we go from Corona tank tops to those spaghetti strap mesh res- shirt wrestlings, things. mesh shirt things. Oh, God. And, you know, not, not even sandals, but like, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now. I think I can get a more Billy looking picture of me than you can manage. It's on. Lies. It's totally on. Lies. It's totally on. Challenge accepted. Nice. <laughs> we shall see what breaks first. Your soul or your body, especially when I knock you over in your billy gear. <laughs> Sucker. Yeah, but it bothers you when your bikes fall over. <laughs> yeah. My bikes fall over, I'm like, hmm. yeah, but you'll be in shorts. <laughs> you'll be in those neon jogger shorts. Perhaps I'll have something even better for my billy gear. Neon jogging shorts. Mm. All right. Don't give away too much. A thong. Matt says, forget the Batman theme music on electric bikes. Do I have to do a Brazilian wax if I put on a thong? Oh, God, I'm going to (laughs) vomit. Forget the Batman theme music on electric bikes. Couldn't one of those electric bike tech nerds invent the high-tech equivalent of a baseball card clipped with a clothespin to the fork so the card gets slapped by the spokes? (laughs) Not loud enough? How about a foghorn? Then at least the idiots we miss will get a special surprise in their pants. 1958 called, Matt. They miss you. Mm. I don't know anyone that ever did that. I don't either, actually. Mostly because none of my friends like baseball cards because we were all bad at sports and we played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> and it would be awkward to, like, clothespin metal figurines to the yes. bicycle. Clink, 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 clink. What are you doing? I sound awesome. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> On your bike with the banana seat. I never had a bike with a banana seat. It was mountain bikes when I was a kid. Mm. And everybody wanted the stump jumper. <laughs> The stump jump. And none of us used them for anything like what they were designed for. Jumping stumps? Well, yeah, you know, we'd go ride them around on paths in the woods and think like we were really hard ass. Mm. Mm-hmm. Although I did get stuck in the river once with mine. It was all BMX bikes when I was like, growing up. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you're in SoCal. Yeah, BMX the... bikes with the footrests on the front and the back so you can do totally tricks. Totally rad to the max. Did you do any tricks, Chuck? I was a little fat kid. I didn't do tricks. <laughs> I would go down the hill in, into the bowl and not make squeak, it up the other squeak, side. Squeak, squeak, squeak. 
and then roll backwards. Guys! And then hilarity would ensue. <laughs> yeah, you know, the funny thing is I think that the, the sound systems they're talking about are basically that. It's something that sounds vaguely like a bike. <laughs> Brr, I'm a bike. Yeah, yeah, with the baseball cards and stuff. I'm pretty sure I read about that on, or saw something on History Channel about baseball cards and spokes. Batman theme would be much better. Sticking with the Batman theme. We've lost Matt. He's already fallen asleep. You know, old people. Mm, mm. He does ride a uh, an 05 light truck. <laughs> That's the K1200 LT for those who don't know. And if you don't have an AARP card, you're not allowed to buy one. <laughs> I started getting AARP membership mail when I was 29. Really? Yeah. I haven't gotten a single thing yet. And it was talking. It was directed at people under 30. Wow. You too can reap benefits from the aid. <laughs> I'd love to retire, but <laughs> but thus far the podcast hasn't made any money. Um, the dude in England, mm. who I need to apologize because he ordered stickers from us back in December. <laughs> Oops, and uh, we're totally gonna get those to you and things. Yeah, I'm, I'll send you like a couple extra to say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's my fault, my bad, my culpa. We'd, we'd send you a rusty. Cursed Buell part, but it costs really a lot to send them. Yeah, he's in England. Yeah. Yeah, the stickers are already going to cost like 50 bucks to send. It's got to go like over water and stuff. Mm, and mm. Tape them up real good. In England, I mean, all the mails by horseback or wagons or yeah. something. Yeah, and then you have to write the address with a funny accent. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that whole thing with the Robin Hood guy with the Jeez, I, I don't know, man. The forest. Just, they, best of luck. They all live in forests, right? I, I don't think they, yeah, I don't know. Uh, except, trees, for, maybe? except for the, that guy that lives. They have pointy ears, right? In the big clock thing. They have pointy ears and they shoot arrows and things. Charlie kind of has pointy ears. that elves? Ears. I get confused. Charlie kind of has pointy ears. Yeah. He, he looks yeah. kind of a yeah, pointy head. Yeah. Pointy yeah. nose. Pretty sure that's the English. And they wear like bathrobes all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Tim. By the way, screw you, Charlie, for winning that bike. Mm-hmm. Jerk. Tim, the uh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who needs to buy a bike, bought a bike. He bought a bike. Thought I'd let you know that I bought a bike. I went with the Weestrom. <laughs> it has 66,000 miles on it, but it looks like it has been well cared for. How would you tell the difference? I didn't notice any significant issues, and it started right up and purred like a kitten. It's a strum. How would you know? It's tricked out with all kinds of aftermarket farkles, caribou side cases, givy top case, bash plate, hand guards, heated grips, duck, voltage meter, tank bag, crash guards, adjustable windscreen, load-bearing dirt, etc. The former owner is a big presence on the Strom Trooper form, so I guess it has a bit of a pedigree. I've never heard a Strom described as having a pedigree. This bike is ready to explode. I'll definitely have to add wheel nerds and paste stickers. You don't need the paste stickers. To this case. You know, if he if he puts the paste stickers on and then, like, overlap ours over theirs. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I've attached a pick. I'll send along another once I get it out on the road this spring. Now all I have to do is learn to ride it, but that's a minor detail, right? <laughs> April 20th, the date for my BRC course can't be f- come fast enough. So let me just, I, uh, well, no, Chuck, in fairness, there are worse spikes than the Wii Strom to start on. That's true. When he drops the Strom, no one will know. Yeah. Yeah. I dropped my Strom. Eh. <laughs> That'll happen. Really? <laughs> Which side? T- <laughs> uh, the right side. Now it's now it now it's symmetrical again. That's important. 
Uh, Gotta have symmetry. So how do you feel about the Strom as a first bike? Uh, the Wii Strom is borderline, kind of yeah. like the SV650. It's a little the, – the Strom in particular is top-heavy as crap. Yeah. The power is probably a little more than I – especially the power right off idle is a little more than I'd want for a noob. The yeah. Stroms – even the Wii Strom has a very tetchy throttle. Yeah. So watch your ass on that. The brakes aren't so bad. They're, you know – they're crappy modern brakes. But yeah, the, the weight is an issue and the, the power off idle is going to take a little bit of learning. So I, I'd, go, I'd put it as borderline. Other people have done it. Oh, or, yeah. Or Other even bigger bikes. It. Yeah. My, my whole thing is why not stack the deck in your favor mm, when, agreed. You're, when you're doing something like this? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Wii's not stacking it too far against him, but it's definitely got some things that can bite you in the butt. Yeah. No doubt about but, it. But, you know, good luck to you, Tim. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have a long and fruitful riding career. I'm glad you bought a bike. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you'll never write to us again. And, you know. Ever we'll, again. We'll be happier for it, really. Mm-hmm. You know. Thank, yeah. Thank God. More free time, <laughs> not reading letters. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's already like, hate mail. <laughs> Get in line. Pick a number. The Wheel Nerds hate mail zone. I've learned that, Mr. Borman, you can pull off a hell of a Todd impersonation. I've learned that you and McGregor is really my chum. That's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.